0: Christ's command to his followers before his ascension to heaven was for them to be his witnesses in Jerusalem, all Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost part of the earth. Our Lord did not intend for the good news of his death and resurrection to stay local, but instead it was to be taken globally. In this third section of Acts, the adventure continues as the gospel is taken to the ends of the earth. Let's join Scott Pauley now for today's study.
1: Are you a cheerful Christian or are you a fearful Christian? All of us fall in one of those two categories. And when we return to Paul's difficulty in Acts chapter number 23 and then coming into Acts chapter 24, we find the example of a man that God gave him cheer over fear. It doesn't mean there's no fear. It doesn't mean that we don't get anxious and troubled about things, but it means this, the joy of the Lord will be your strength, and God can give you cheer today, my friend, my brother, my sister in Christ, his good cheer in your soul uh, that will conquer the fear in your heart. Remember, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. We pick up where we left off in our last study, When we left the Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 23 and verse number 10, he has literally been rescued by Roman soldiers from being pulled in pieces between the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Can you imagine getting caught between the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and the Romans? You talk about living between a rock and a hard place. Maybe you're there today. Well, Listen to verse number 11. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. For as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. If you have a red-letter edition Bible where the words of Christ are printed in red, you'll see this verse is in red because it is believed that this is not an angel, just any messenger. This is the Lord himself. This is the risen Christ. The same one that Paul saw and heard on the road to Damascus, he now sees and hears in the middle of the night. Aren't you glad in the dark hours... The Lord comes to us. that The same one that saved us continues to speak to us. And I love this expression, the Lord stood by him. We'll come back to that. Verse 12 says, And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. And they came to the chief priests and elders and said, We've bound ourselves under a great curse that we will eat nothing until we've slain Paul. Now, therefore, ye with the counsel signify to the chief captain that he bring him down unto you tomorrow, as though you would inquire something more perfectly concerning him. And we, or ever he come near, are ready to kill him. When Paul's sister's son heard of their lying in wait, he went and entered into the castle and told Paul. Then Paul called one of the centurions unto him and said, Bring this young man unto the chief captain, For he hath a certain thing to tell him. So he took him, and brought him to the chief captain, and said, Paul the prisoner called me unto him, and prayed me to bring this young man unto thee, who hath something to say unto thee. Then the chief captain took him by the hand, and went with him aside privately, and asked him, What is that that thou hast to tell me? And he said, The Jews have agreed to desire thee that thou wouldest bring down Paul to morrow into the council, as though they would inquire somewhat of him more perfectly. But do not thou yield unto them, for there lie in wait for him, of them more than forty men, which have bound themselves with an oath, that they will neither eat nor drink till they have killed him. And now they are ready, looking for a promise from thee. So the chief captain then let the young man depart, and charged him, See thou tell no man that thou hast showed these things to me. And he called unto him two centurions, saying, Make ready two hundred soldiers to go to Caesarea, and horsemen threescore and ten, and spearmen two hundred, at the third hour of the night, and provide them beast, that they may set Paul on, and bring him safe unto Felix the governor. And he wrote a letter after this manner, Claudius Lysias, unto the most excellent governor Felix, sendeth greeting. This man was taken of the Jews, and should have been killed of them. Then came I with an army, and rescued him, having understood that he was a Roman. And when I would have known the cause, wherefore they accused him, I brought him forth into their council." whom I perceived to be accused of questions of their law, but to have nothing laid to his charge worthy of death or of bonds. And when it was told me how that the Jews laid wait for the man, I sent straightway to thee and gave commandment to his accusers also to say before thee what they had against him. Farewell. Then the soldiers, as it was commanded them, took Paul and brought him by night unto Antipatris. This is a fascinating story. You know, anybody that tells you the Bible is boring has never read the Bible. What an adventure this is. There's a conspiracy. Uh, there is uh, deliverance. And someone might read this and say, well, what good fortune, what good luck that uh, the conspiracy was found out and he was spared. A Friend, he wasn't spared because of politics or good luck or good fortune. He was spared because of the divine providence. Do you see the Lord is in all of this? Remember what we first read in verse number 11. The Lord said, you're going to get to Rome. You're going to Rome. You're going to witness in Rome. I'm going to use you in Rome. Friend, I'm just going to tell you the plan and purpose of God cannot be thwarted. Satan can try to stop it, but the gates of hell cannot prevail against Christ's church moving forward. Uh, Whitfield said, I am immortal until God is finished with me. <laughs> Friend, uh, there, was a, there was a hedge of protection around the apostle Paul because God was not yet finished with him. The Bible says in verse 32, On the morrow they left the horsemen to go with him and returned to the castle, who when they came to Caesarea and delivered the epistle to the governor, presented Paul also before him. And when the governor had read the letter, he asked of what province he was, and when he understood that he was of Cilicia. I will hear thee, said he, when thine accusers are also come. And he commanded him to be kept in Herod's judgment hall. Now, stay with me just for a moment. When you come to chapter 24 and verse number 1, The setting changes, but the spirit does not. Because when you come to Acts chapter number 24, he is going to stand and give yet another account of his defense and of his life and testimony. And when you come to verse number 10, we'll return to chapter 24 next time, but when you come to verse 10, Paul begins to speak to the governor. Listen to his words. For as much as I know that thou hast been of many years a judge unto this nation, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. Does anybody remember what we read in Acts 23, verse number 11? What was the Lord's word to Paul? Be of good cheer. Now here's Paul standing before the governor, still in bonds, Uh, still imprisoned, still having to give a defense, but listen to his words, not just the words, but the tone of it. He said, I do the more cheerfully answer for myself. Uh, Not uh, frustrated, not angry, no, full of good cheer. May I ask you, where did he get that good cheer? Friend, he got that from the Lord who gives cheer over fear, from the Lord who gives his joy to be our strength. There's so many things in this passage that could have caused Paul to be just afraid. There's fear of physical harm. There's fear of death. Uh, There's fear from political pressure. I mean, you have all of these things that are are motivations to fear. Uh, But deep within, he has something that conquers all of that. And what is it? It is the Spirit of Christ who brings the joy of the Lord. I don't know what it is you're facing today that you're afraid of. Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's sickness. Maybe it's death. Maybe it's financial ruin. Uh, maybe it's just the uncertainty of your future. Uh, maybe it is some spiritual opposition that's pushing back against your Christian faith. But I want to tell you today on the authority of the word of God that the same God that stood by Paul is standing by you. And that the same word that Paul took that brought great strength to his spirit, you can take for yourself today. Be of good cheer. The Lord is with you. The Lord has you where you are. And the Lord is going to use you right there. Today, by faith, choose to live in God's good cheer over fear.
0: Though no more scripture is being written... The story of the furtherance of the gospel is being written at this very moment, and we get to be part of that story. The heart of our Savior is as passionate for the lost today as it was just before He ascended in Acts 1. Will you get in on what God is doing in the world today to reach the lost with the gospel? This is why enjoying the journey exists to encourage and to equip you in the work of the gospel. Whether it is through the daily broadcast or the many resources on our website, Scott and all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team are passionate about people coming to know Christ as Savior. We pray that you truly will enjoy the journey, but we also pray that you will bring others with you on your journey of following Christ.